Whoop. Yo, good morning. Welcome to Adorama 42 West 18th Street. Again, not a green screen, actual store. <laughs> and I got Steve Geralt with me, man. Hey, everybody. This is the guy who does the impossible. The things you think aren't real, he makes them real. We're going to go into that, but it is very, very cool stuff. And I am very, very, very excited to walk through this with you because I don't think I've ever gotten to talk to you directly about what you do. You're going to want to stick around for a second. But before we get into that, I want to thank today's sponsor. Boom. Small rig. You guys know small rig. I know you know small rig. Who in doesn't fact, know small rig? Yeah, if you are in this industry, you know small rig. All the cameras in this event space are in small rig cages. What do they do? They help you build a small rig. No, they give you every solution you can to grip out your camera with a cage, arms, whatever you need. You need a monitor on there, you need a microphone on there, whatever you need to glue all the amazing technology we have together, small rig has it for you. And they usually include a tool somewhere built into it, which is a very cool, yeah. nice touch. It's a nice little touch. It's great. Know. It's amazing. It's solid stuff. It's good. It is solid stuff. So check out the link down below for more information. And if you, whatever camera system you have, I guarantee they make you make something for it. Trust me. And I just want to thank Gotham, who is a block away from Adorama. Cheers. 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 I, we, we, me and Fernando probably go to Gotham like every, like every other day. So <laughs> what's that? Oh, hi. I thought you were pointing at something. Anyway, what'd you get? Uh, ice latte. No, just straight up? Yep, just straight. Man, yeah. you're boring. I, went to, I got black cobra all the time. Yeah. Mm. It's we're actually just, it's Campbell's milk. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, we were just talking about how we're so happy that they're doing sippy cups because the straw craziness. It's like how long did it take you to realize you can just you can just watch. Mm. You're killing the planet. No, okay. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Well, thank you, Gotham. Anyway, guys, if you want while we're while we're chatting, you can check out Steve's Instagram below. It is nuts. In fact, I'm going to take you over there. And if you guys have any questions for him, as always, you can you can uh, hit us up. But Tell long story short, he's basically doing motion camera on robotic arms and making physics happen in front of the lens <laughs> by any means possible. So when you see like Pepsi flying across the screen, he's the guy doing that. <laughs> and when you see sandwiches coming together, the lettuce and the tomato and flying together, he's the guy that figures it out. It is so bananas cool. In fact, I'm going to go over to it and we're going to talk to you about what's going on in this, some of this stuff. So first of all, <laughs> What's it like when they when the client says I need this? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have a new meatball sub. We want to show the meatball and the sauce, and we want it to see it interact in a really interesting way. And we're like, hmm, how do we do that? All right, well, it would be we could just lock off the camera and look down at it and just watch the balls drop into it, or we could chase them down into the liquid and see them splash up and do that. And that's a lot more fun. And that's why they come to us is really to like create these kinds of crazy rigs and as you see this is like this thing is huge it's got all these spines it on it all this thing it was like loud too like you're not even hearing the sound of it it's like you know or like they want to be like oh we want to start on this one sub and then move and show the other subs you know and, and otherwise they, they, you would smush all the sandwiches so we made this rig to kind of pull the other sandwiches out of the way so the camera could actually get there i mean um, and you yeah. really do it like you have to dream this stuff up then you have to figure out how to do it engineering wise and then you just need the room <laughs> to yeah. do it which is unbelievable but yeah, yeah. how it's got to be so fun it's so much fun and you know something like this too it's like the timeline of what we do like almost all the shots we do happen in like a half second <laughs> you know like right. we're making like 0.01 second in increments changes to like, oh, when the powder launches compared to the chicken and when, where the camera moves and how it pulls focus and it does all the stuff. It's crazy. That's, that's one of the things I want to talk to you on a technical level is what people don't realize is when you're shooting at such fast frame rates, 
exposure becomes a huge issue. Massive. So you must need a ton of light because you're shooting at such fast shutter speeds at such frame rates, right? What are you using, like phantoms or something? Yeah, we have a phantom and we shoot a thousand frames a second a lot at 4K. A thousand frames a second at 4K. Mm. Yeah, and the amount of data too. Like, so the the way the (laughs) phantom works, it has like a RAM buffer. It's like 72 gigabytes. So in six seconds of real time, you fill up the 72 gigabytes. Yeah, it's crazy. We'll do like two terabytes a day on some shoots. Two you terabytes a day, and it's like a footage. few seconds. Yeah, 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 well, the playback is a long time, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like of real time, yeah, we probably shot like five minutes. What's a reset like? So let's say, you know, you got to, because I feel like some of it is like do or die, right? <laughs> it's all or nothing. The the stuff is going everywhere, yeah. and then to reset is like. It, it could could take a moment yeah yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be a pa for us because like the, <laughs> the leftover messes we have used a lot of kiddie pools to catch liquids and stuff that just like you know you have like milk everywhere and like it's just it gets everywhere we're really good at like dexter rooms too like well, plastic wrapping everything you know? i feel i can relate because i shoot a lot of horror stuff and the fake blood you better get that shot if it's yeah. flying especially uh-huh. like uh the tubing type stuff uh-huh. and it's funny if you watch something like the expendables they went into CGI blood for that because it was cheaper than oh, resetting oh constantly. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So what what do you say to people that are like, well, why are you doing all of this? Why don't you just CGI it? Yeah, um, a few, a lot of good reasons. And, you know, to, to start, like the thing is that CGI is just a different medium, you know, like, oh, that's a good like what, listening to a band live versus a recording, right? It's, it's just a different experience. It's a different, and I equate the two exactly the same as far as shooting things practically in camera with real food and real people and all the things are real. Um, even if you're doing compositing and you're layering things together, but it's all real stuff you're com- compositing together, right? To get the, the shot versus you create the whole thing out of thin air, right? Which you could do in CGI, but it's oftentimes not going to feel authentic because you're not following the rules of physics and you're not following like, oh, if it bounced, this is how it would really bounce. Or, you know, a real hamburger bun is not perfect. It has imperfections and these like really subtle imperfections where if you're going to model it in CGI, you're going to start with a perfect shape. And then like how imperfect do you make it? That's like really a challenge, right? Like, so yeah, to me, it's just same thing with AI, right? AI is not going to replace what we do, it would maybe replace the CGI stuff of what we do, but oh. you know, like it's it's very different. But it's know? also honest. You're advertising something, and you're yeah. showing what is being advertised, which I think is important, especially in an era of transparency. Yeah. And like, oh no, we're, yeah, our we're, brands. Some of our brands are huge on authenticity. You know, like uh, Domino's, for example. They're like they ship their Domino's oven, which is this like <laughs> thousand pound the you conveyor know, belt one. Yeah, yeah, the huge one. Yeah, five feet by ten foot oven, and we have Whoa. to install it in our kitchen, and then they actually bring an employee from the Domino's store to. To like prep the pizza dough so we are being like super authentic with how we make it so for a brand like that no they're never going to cgi their stuff like they wanted to feel like so real so gooey so greasy so you know all the things <laughs> the delicious pizza is wait where's where's the pizza um oh, man it's a little early maybe but um so yeah so i think to us it's really about you know leveraging and i started in still photography i, I guess yeah, i don't yeah. know if people know that but like so leveraging that knowledge of like how to take a really good food still photo and now we're just it's just amped up on you know, you know supercharged you know i think we're gonna have to do pizza with producers later in the day <laughs> i think that's gonna have to happen i, I think that is a wonderful I it's idea the only it's the only evolution fernando all right we're doing it can <laughs> i re, can i reschedule uh, <laughs> well, co- you know coffee's all right but we'll do the after hours talking no but I, I mean as as a photographer and a guy that's like a lighting psychotic mess 
it almost offends me when someone tries to to fake the lighting in like a post process kind of way, uh -huh, and I'm like, uh -huh. you're defying physics. Yeah. Like, where's the where's the the form right. for it? And but there is an argument made that like if it's an art form, it, are there really rules? Does physics apply? Right. But I feel like with you, everything you're doing, I don't know if everything you're doing is, <laughs> but most of it is commercial driven. Oh yeah, it's all. So, so it's it's, all it's not about yeah. deception. Yeah. No. You well. Know? It's, in a way, it's about it's about no no it's about enticing. Yes, but it has yes, to be yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to you have to have a very talented food stylist on some brands like Frozen Food, you know, yep. like to try to make a microwave meal look really fresh and delicious and all those things when it isn't. Yeah, I share you know, a studio with uh, Paul Gelsabella, who's a uh, food photographer in New York, and he has food stylists, and the whole. The whole shoot is waiting for the food styles oh, to yeah. finish, uh -huh. and then yeah. you get to go. Yeah, do exactly. It. Then you light it. Then you move the camera around, and then like, oh yeah, it's done. But yeah, when you get into ice cream and other stuff, like you know, once again, just a moment, a moment of silence for the food stylist that helped me make beautiful work. Okay, great. <laughs> but it's also like, how do you, how do you even get into these kind of things, right? So first of all. I think it's a, a lot easier for, especially people in the chat, right? You kind of check out camera brands, check out a lens, you know what a lens does, but how do you go about <laughs> shopping for a robotic arm that moves at a speed for a thousand frames per second? How yeah, even, that how was- How do you even get in um, tune with it? I kind of fell into that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like I had, you know, you know, many people know me from my first, uh, this burger drop video I made, I don't know, whatever, six, seven years ago now, uh, that went viral on YouTube is this whole thing. And, um, that whole thing came from an idea. I was just like, I want to shoot a burger. Well, that's the spinning rig of death. That's a whole other funny thing. Yeah, I'm just doing um, a roll. It's yeah, there hard. you go. But uh, so, you know, the whole inspiration came from like, oh, I want to feel like I'm flying by the layers of the burger, like as if I was a parachute flying by clouds, you know, and stuff like that. And then I want to see them all land when I hit the ground, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, how do I do that? Like, I, I had no idea. I came from cell photography, right? So I started doing research and I'm like, oh, okay, there's jibs and there's different, you know, camera movers. But I'm like, this has to move like super fast. And then funny enough, I, I stumbled across robotic motion control robots the bolt robot as it's known and um i called the two guys in new york city that had one and i'm like hey you have a robot can i come talk to you and they said sure and i with the both <laughs> no both one them. talks to us please yes, come yeah, by <laughs> yeah, exactly you want to use the robot um and uh yeah and i got luckily enough you know the world you know made it happen in the fact that the things lined up and i was able to use it and throw a phantom camera on it even more so you know you're talking about you know over a hundred thousand dollar camera on over a hundred thousand dollar robot so it's it's definitely not uh, an everyday tool for a lot of people no and look at the you precision know. you're killing it look at yeah. this the actual hit right where you need it with yeah. the lens and the movement yeah the fa I couldn't even get the powder to hit whatever you're trying to hit. I couldn't even do that, man. See, that's that's step one, right? Like that, when people ask me, they're like, "Oh, I need all of that to do what you do." And it's like, no, like you need a guy with, to throw it. Start <laughs> with slow motion first, like because you can't cheat slow motion, right? So like whether oh, yeah, yeah. it's like some of the new Sony's do good decent slow motion. The new red cameras could do 480 frames, which is pretty awesome. There's the free fly. There's a bunch of different new cameras coming out that let you do slow motion. So that makes it way cooler than a robot first. Like get the slow motion going. There's the phantom right there. Yep. Um, and then get the action in front of that camera, right? You know, so it's just like, you, you know, and it could be, I started out just tossing stuff by hand, you know, like That's what I'm saying, hey, get yeah. the shot, man, whatever works, you know. And then when you want to start moving the camera around it, that's where it gets tricky because you can't be off time, right? Like that thing has to hit the stuff at the exact moment. Right. You want the camera to be pulling focus and moving and all that stuff. So that's where removing the humans from the equation makes sense. Well, you're you consistent. Know? You yes. know exactly what you're going to yeah. get at, at every, every one. Yeah. So, so this is going to sound like a little crazy, <laughs> but 
Is it trial and error? Or is there some kind of like physics equation for like a viscosity of something versus how hard it's thrown? I'm or sure you're just there like... is an equation, but I'm not an engineer. So yeah, yeah. I, I always say like, there's no real engineers here. Disclaimer, you know, we're just, we're just, you know, so, you he know. Just wears glasses. Yeah, don't exactly. Get, don't be fooled. We're, we're just testing. But um, no, there's, I mean, the more you do it, the more you have a general understanding of physics and time and speed and all the things. But um, there's always some like process, right? Because also same thing like oh wait you want to make this liquid come and fly and hit a thing right like okay well i gotta toss it a couple times to see where it's gonna go right and then you start tweaking that process and then it's like okay well now i want to you know move the camera with that path but you can't see that path because it's happening just for half seconds so you have to start guessing the points of that path and yeah it guys kind of gets a little crazy basically yeah uh, no it doesn't look crazy at all you just have flames going around a phantom camera to th i mean it's just kind of wild <laughs> a lot of people can't even think in a mindset of a thousand frames a second yep. but um back to the exposure thing like how there's got to be a lot of heat building up in where you're doing it i mean you're talking about a lot of um first of all mechanical but the lighting alone has got to be a lot of high output. a lot of a lot of watts so how do you go about the high output and not having too shallow of a look to miss what you're doing because i feel like that's yeah. a huge part is the depth yeah so our nightmare <laughs> is i choose my nightmares though I, you know whatever is the lawa probe lens which you know is now is f8 but f14 was the old one at a thousand frames so it's trying to shoot you know f16 at a thousand frames a second you light is, a nuclear warhead off is, and no, that's you, we're literally light. wearing welding goggles yeah and we've literally i don't know if you even know this we make our own led lights like we actually have custom 6,000 watt LED lights that are liquid cooled that we custom built, like had chips made in China. Like we have these like laboratory power supplies. Like it's literally like back to the future. Like it's just like, you know. Welcome to the world of niche. <laughs> yes, yes. I would not recommend anybody else do what I do. Yeah. Like 100%. Just wants to make the most money. Don't listen yeah, to this. Yeah, exactly. It's really hard. Don't do it. No. Uh, but no, because like literally we were at a point where just like, you know, because HMIs is the next thing we could use, right, right, right? Right, right? These huge airy, you know, we were using like literally like what they use on a movie set, like 300 yards away, airy 18K, but we're using it like 10 feet from the camera. Well, like, do you think that, so I'm wondering is, is, does it have to be a high output light or can you put optics in front of the light to get it to a higher? No, no, um, there's watts or watts. And that's know, what's gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. especially the, the other thing is like, oh, you wanna soften the light now, you're, you're, you're throwing, losing. throwing so much of that light away through the diffusion and then you're melting the diffusion and then it's just, yeah, it's diminishing returns. For sure. So from know. like start to finish, what would you say it takes you to even get to a point where you're ready to shoot? Uh, we're pretty fast now, you know, like. <laughs> hey, what's that catch up? We've done catch up before yeah. that yeah. machine right there. No, I mean, that's the crazy thing, right? The first burger drop video, as an example, was like months of me trying to figure out how to do this thing right, how to get it to work, whatever it is. Now that's like a two hour shot for us. You know, like we could get the rig on set, we have it going. We also have a great team that also works with me too. I don't work alone. Um, get it up, get the lighting. We know what we're doing with the lighting. We have the good, the right lights and everything. We're ready to go and it's like, boom, go. Well, it's like know? that Picasso cool, right? Like, yeah. no, it took me like 30 years to get yeah. to be able to draw that in yeah. like a second, right? you know, kind of a thing. Exactly, but then there's some dumb luck too. It's like, okay, the rig is there, the camera's there, it's in focus, it's lit, but then like you have the physics of the bounce, right? Oh, like, the, yeah. like yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. lettuce was a little too far forward. Oh, the tomato was like too <laughs> proud and the angle of it was, you know, so it's like then you're like shooting a lot of BTS slow motion of what's happening. So you kind of see where it went wrong and try to diagnose it. And and that's just like experience. It's the like, absurdity yeah, yeah. of the conversations you must have. Like, I don't know, that meatball just didn't look like it had enough ferocious. It didn't oh, the, look like it. Yeah. 
Not nope. enough vigor in nope. that meatball. Nope. nope, and definitely not shiny enough, and you know, didn't have the right you know appetite appeal. You know. So when, what's it like when a brand approaches you and you? Do they ever get sticker shock at what this is going to take to pull off? I mean, why, you work with why, massive why brands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, I mean, but it's got to be somebody that's been like, wait, what? Oh, every, every, every day. Yeah, yes. It, and it's like we then we have to hold their hand and we explain it, and it's just like, no, look, this is what you're asking for, and this is what that costs because this is how long these things take, and that's that we're really good at it, you know. And it's like it's also gonna be global campaigns usually. A lot of it, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's really and once again, then we also offer up. It's like, oh here's a way to do it a little simpler. Like, oh, you want to get 10 shots in a day instead of five shots in a day. Right. Well, right, let, right. let's remove this. Let's not do that. Let's do solid color background versus like a whole set room builder and whatever, you know, because it's like it really changes stuff. So we do a lot of like driving the creative to help them with their budget. I feel like you need a reality show because I could just, you know, they, they do like, you know, uh, like all these like hot rod car shows and it's like, I want to see you under pressure. Like, oh no, the bolt arm is, uh, the oil is spraying and now it's like everywhere and I got to get this done by Thursday. <laughs> we had a couple production companies try to pitch that actually to Discovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are the, you doing? The, the challenge is like none of our real clients want their crew documenting their shoot. You know, so you'd have to do like a month fake of fake shoots. shoots. Fake shoots. Yeah, ah. and those are really expensive still. So it's like, yeah, you know, TV reality TV doesn't have conventions. Well, is there is it only commercial use? Have you done something that's more production level? Like if someone needs a clip from a movie that they're looking for an actor to have some kind of camera movement. So is yeah, it- so we actually funny enough, so we have two companies actually. So you know, there's Steve, my Instagram, all that stuff, and then they're all where our production company is called the Garage, and we also have the Garage Motion Control, which is actually a services company that just services other shoots that I don't do that are of all sorts that want robotic camera moves on them. So we have an army of seven different robots from like the smallest one to the biggest one. Uh, we go anywhere from like Toronto as far as south as DC. So we, they travel, they go all over the place. We shoot on the street, we shoot, you know, all over the place. It's crazy, these 2,000 pound robots moving around. 2,000 yeah. pounds. And uh, so with that, yeah, we work on, you know, Apple TV shows and HBO series and we do music videos and we do, yeah, so we get experience. The robots get to have fun with other people, not just food. They're not just like drinking alcohol all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, a robotic arm isn't something you go to a rental house for too too often, right? But I also think it's funny because every time we go to the trade shows and you see these choreographed <laughs> arms, I'm like, who's actually using these besides making them dance to make a spectacle at a trade show? And, you know, your work definitely speaks for it. But is there – and also, we're in a world where I'm carrying an Osmo Pocket, right. which has a robotic right. head on it yeah, yeah. for under a 1000 bucks, and I'm able to do these movements from something in my hand. I can only imagine the technology that you're getting tapped with. Yeah. On the, is there something that, like, has come out that – uh, they were trying to push, but you think just wasn't gelling. It wasn't making it happen. Well, the thing is, like, no matter what they've done with the software and the hardware and the robots and all that stuff, it's still, it's so it has to be so precise and it has to be so directed. Like, you want a very specific thing to happen, you know? Deliberate. Like, yeah, so it's very deliberate. So, like, they have like an iPhone app now that I could actually move my iPhone and then the robot will mimic the movement I did on my iPhone, which is really cool. If you want that handheld look for something or yeah, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. you know, the sound the robot sounds like it's malfunctioning. It's like, <laughs> It's designed to go smoothly, so it's kind of like really weird. Um, but um, but it's one of those things like, oh, okay, that's cool, but like that's not precise enough for like 
what I normally want to do. It's like usually like, I mean, like, oh, tilt a millimeter up and, you know, like, because yeah. we're also so close to things and focus is such a huge deal for us. And it's like, oh, not just focus from here to here, but like, oh, when do I want it to focus and how fast do I want it to focus? And like, you literally have control over all of that. You could do dolly zooms and really cool stuff too. With That's got to be the most yeah. meticulous part probably, right? After yeah. you get the idea, the funnest part's got to be coming up with the idea. Yeah, creative drives everything. Then yeah. as you say, the nightmare starts. Yes, exactly. The technical part the, gets... You throw the hamburger against the wall, you go, uh-huh. Uh -huh. And then you got to figure all out, you yeah. know. Or we test with one hamburger and the clients actually arrive with their hamburgers and they're like a totally different shape. And you're like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it gets really particular. It's that you know? level of precision. Oh, it's crazy. No, it has to be. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is there a technology you're looking forward to or you think we haven't reached yet for what you're trying to do? Uh, well, one that we've started jumping into is virtual production. So I don't know if people know about this. They've probably seen The Mandalorian and shows like that where it's a huge LED yeah, volume. Man wall and basically you're using unreal engine which is a game engine to make the the kind of cgi world that runs behind the stuff and then you're shooting the real thing in front of it which is as we discussed like to us shooting the real thing is really important right but do i want to build a fifty thousand dollar room set for a two-day shoot that didn't tear apart no you know if i could shoot it a different way so we've been doing some of that we're like oh we need a kitchen for one shot and we need a living room for another shot and we need a whatever for another shot so we literally have had you know unreal worlds made and it's just like loaded up and you put some foreground props like a table and some lamps and things and you kind of tie the two together and it's crazy yeah but working at the frame rates you're working at have you run into anything as far as flicker rates of the led so yeah films? so there's a limited limitation so our wall could go up to 240 frames a second which is the not top that's the that doesn't top seem you're gonna fast. go. Yeah, which you could, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we'll do 240 and below, but for the higher stuff, no, we can't do it on the wall yet. So, oh, or sometimes we'll do the wider stuff that's not high frame rate on the wall, and then we'll come in and do traditional printed backdrops or whatever it is. I, gotta tell um, you, I, I yeah. appreciate the domes; they look better to me than CGI than than green screen. Right. But man. Am I so sensitive to realizing I'm watching a dome now? I'm like, they haven't moved anywhere outside of a circle. Why is everything happening in a hallway? Why is there no actual depth to the? That's not really a tree, nope. but that's a stump. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. like it just, I can't get my head out yeah, of it now yeah, that I've yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If you go to the trade shows and you see this in real time, you kind, it kind of like hurts you a little bit. You're kind of like, what? The one that I always think in my mind is that Ghostbusters one they do at the trade show where they uh -huh. show like a wet scene, but the Ghostbusters mobile is, the, it's, it, you know, it's really there. The, um, what is it? The, um, Ecto. I can't yeah, say yeah, Ecto. It's go. Ecto. <laughs> the Ecto one is just sitting there, but you're watching the LED of a fake environment yeah. reflect off it, which yeah, is yeah, where yeah. you really get the, yep. the lines blur. Yeah. But as far as our eye versus your camera right. must be legitimately <laughs> a nightmare, I feel. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. But um, but no, I think that's the most thing I'm excited about now because it's just like it opens up new ways to bend physics and do crazy bend stuff. Bend physics. You know, because that's what we're always trying to achieve. It's like, oh, if we shot that upside down and then we flipped it, like, oh, it feels like the chips are like flying up versus falling down. Oh, the lettuce like will be that, perky you know? looking if it's upside down rather yeah. than laying flat. I you get know? it. Because like, there's only so much we could do to bend the realities that we have. <laughs> you know? And one of them is moving the camera so fast so if, you know, it looks like the thing isn't moving, but it's actually falling through space while we're tracking with it and something like that, you know. The guy's um, bending physics, and you guys don't have any questions in that chat. I don't know what to say to you guys, <laughs> you know. But it, I, it's it's interesting. How many what? How many people do you think are in your corner of the industry? I feel like it's so. If you look at the world, there's some. There's definitely some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not like you know, not as many as wedding photographers as there are out there, um, but um, I'd say each major country at least has a few players. I mean, they all have different specialties. Um, I mean, we're really known for 
like just out of the box thinking you know like because a lot of people do like oh things you've already seen like oh okay the shrimp shrimp dunk from the for the olive garden commercial or the red lobster or whatever those kinds of stuff which are just like look pretty and more traditional but we're like really hired to do the like we want to do something different you know like we really uh, and that's the brand talking to me right that's you know the pepsi so, the, so do you the bring them the movements whatever. do you do you go to them like hey we should do this with the shrimp dunking or or are they like we're looking to have this this look or are you inspired by something and you and you pitch it to them so it's no it's usually uh yeah, let me actually break down the traditional process really in, in the, the shortest way possible right so normally we're using we're working through ad agencies or sometimes brand direct but usually an ad agency is involved right so they'll have some sort of a brief that they give me that's like oh this new coffee product it has you know sheep milk or whatever it is you know that we want to show um so you just get a sheep and, throw and it's in like there. okay and then we need to do a 15 second commercial that's gonna be on tv we need uh, some 916 blah 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 stills you know, they kind of tell me their whole brief of like what we're looking to do. And then I, that's where I come in and we'll have a creative call and then I have to give them what's called a treatment. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of my, you know, I call it a book report. It's like a, you know, 30, 40 page document that breaks down how we're going to shoot it, how we're going to light it, what kind of environments we're going to do, what the edit's going to look like, is there a sound and what kind of soundtracks involved. Like I basically tell them, like, if I was going to do this, this is how I would do it, basically. And then from there, they choose the winner. Oh, yeah, and then there's a bid that goes through with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's so, always money. It comes yeah, down to so money. Yeah, so it's usually a triple bid, and you usually have two or three people treatmenting a job. Um, so once again, I always have competition. You know, it's like it's very rare. Sometimes we'll get like a single bid, which is just like, Steve, you're the only one that we want to do this, so here you go. So, um, and then from that, we kind of refine that. We storyboard it. We'll do previs now. We'll, we'll actually literally show them with Unreal Engine and stuff. We can actually move the camera and like actually put this in a whole Unreal world and like show them what, what it's going to do. Like a proof. Yeah. 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 And then even That's edit, be edit so that helpful. together. Oh, it's so helpful. So helpful. Because like I could try to describe in words. <laughs> I can picture you how like Mad Men going, okay, yeah. it'll be like. Yeah, exactly. Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And storyboards are only, you know, then I have to, you know, it's always a fun process of me explaining to the storyboard artist like what I want them to draw, right? Because I suck at drawing. I'm like the worst. Someday maybe I'll, I'll learn. Uh, I don't know. I think but you're doing enough. I'll I just think go right to Unreal, I think, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, just let me move the camera, download the thing, you know? And uh, yeah, so then it's just like translating that process from like beginning to end um, and then getting the client on board. Because once again, the more money they're spending, the more they want to know what they're getting right. along the way because they'll be like, oh, they're very nervous and they have, you know, ROI, man. Stuff, yeah. You need, they yeah. got to, that money has to come back somewhere. Yeah. Bunch of questions in the chat. One All is, right. uh, what, from Highbury uh, Henry, what is your favorite project you've done and why? I would say the one the the ones that come to the top, right? Like I, there's the, some of the favorites that I, or we just actually did recently that aren't out yet, so I can't tell you about those. Um, <laughs> but traditionally, uh, we've done a lot of work for Pepsi, and specifically their global brand work, which is massive. Um, by the way. Yeah, and they push the limits, but they also give us a lot of room to breathe and to really kind of push those limits. And it's a collaborative effort with the creatives that they work on their side with us. Um, and they just let us, you know, once again, it's just like Pepsi. It looks like this, right? Like, what can you do with that? And like, just that ex that ex that exercise is so fun because it's like. Normally, you'll take a picture of it. Great, done. Okay, I'll pour it. Okay, done. But like, how do you really mess with it? Like, and then you like fly it through the air. And, and the fact <laughs> that they hired us to do it once, and then they, a few years they came back and they're like, okay, that was really cool. Now make it cooler. And that's like, 
oh, it's just a challenge. It's super hard because it's like I already came up. I gave you all my good ideas, right. you know. But to me, that's what is the most exciting is like the innovation and just like really pushing and being kind of forced to push. Well, it's funny. You know? that's, that's the next question is where do you go from here? Like, yeah. what, what, that, that's uh, can't, the moon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, anti gravity. I've thought about it. The, the planes that fake anti gravity. You know, like okay, go video. Do you see that one? You know, it's like what about underwater? Could you do with some uh, robotics underwater? Well, we do tanks a lot. We have. Yeah. We have. We actually, it's funny. We we've done these shoots where we needed so much like distilled water because like I don't know if anyone's done stuff in tanks, but if it's a big enough tank, it has to be distilled water, or else it'll be cloudy, especially if you're backlighting really it, strongly. It, it's um, just that much density you're yeah. going through. Yeah. But then like each take needed a full tank reset, and this was like a 40 gallon tank, so oh. we had to get like our own system to distill water ourselves, basically. So like on the fly, we're like we got this like 500 gallon tank thing in this. Like you're on now. Survivor yeah. catching rain to Almost. drink. No, like, but, yeah. <laughs> But that's like one of those little things because we, we priced it out for like barrels of 50 gallon. It was like going to be insane. It was going to be like $10,000 of water wow. for the shoot. And we're just like, no, like there's no way, you know. So and also we only had like two minutes to, to drain it and two minutes to refill it. So we got these like super high power pumps that would like drain the tank. It's like F, if it's like a Formula One pit crew, because like once again, every minute on a shoot of ours is, is like $200. You know, like if you just add up the whole crew and yeah. everybody. So if that reset takes 10 minutes versus two minutes, you just spent like thousands of dollars waiting. Well, plus you have that set up for the next job, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just like any investment yeah. of equipment, you know? Exactly. What, what do you use for the tank? Acrylics? Or, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's, like yeah. it's like 90 more, it's like 99% clear. It's really great. No, it's also, we could do it ourselves. We could cut, we have a whole workshop oh, yeah, yeah. at the garage. We have like, we have a CNC mill. Like, no, it's like, it's You pretty, have a CNC yeah, machine? Yeah, we have a full Haas CNC machine. We have like a full effects workshop, a full-time team. I almost, like, it's I almost got crazy. into you CNC. Gotta come, you got to come over. I definitely, I, yeah. I, you had a, a studio by mine for so long and I never came by because I'm an idiot. Stupid, uh, and now you moved your you're your to a, yeah, yeah. I am so dumb no, <laughs> because you're always doing such cool stuff. And where else? Are, and you're you tell me come by, come by, and, and I never I just didn't do it. And now you're in That's Brooklyn. Right. I'm still here. Yeah, well, now you're bigger and better. I, I, I waited till you matured. There you no, go. Thank I you. It was evolved. too young. I was too young then. Yeah. Um, Michael Brown's asking: Is the weight of the food critical when throwing it? Yeah, it's got to be right. It, the way the center of balance, like how sticky, it, like we we've been burned <laughs> you ever get so much, eating? so many times by like, <laughs> oh, we tested this rig with water because it's a lot, a lot easier to clean up than like milk or paint or cream or whatever it is or coffee, and then we put in the real thing and it's like, oh, that's not working, and it's just like we had to rejig the whole thing to make it work because like the, the the viscosity makes a huge difference huge. and all that stuff, and then lighting it too it's just like oh whoa why does it look black it's like oh because that is really dark and yeah so how many times have you watched Mythbusters and just like spit at the tv like you guys don't know what you're doing <laughs> no they're, they're they're pretty good, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i give i give them props you know i'm like all right all right yeah they give you slow mo guys them they're they're good in my book you know i don't think people realize how crazy critical the level of slow motion he's doing is along with timing right like and then you get in the the other level of timing which is the movement of the camera so it's the movement of two two subjects at least two subjects two, at least two <laughs> subjects right at a point plus a camera movement. plus you got to realize most of it's semi-macro yeah so you're at your focus you're, depth yeah it's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I would say I'm like, someday I'm going to shoot a feature at 24 frames a second, and it's going to be so easy. You know? You're going to think something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be like, wait a second, that's so wait, it? So I can yeah. sit on this shot for 30 seconds. That's the other thing, too. Like, all our edits are like 15 seconds, man. Like, right. each frame has to be great. <laughs> like, literally, like, there is no time. Like, it's like you got to dive in, and never mind on, like, YouTube pre-rolls that it's like the five-second or six-second edits. Like, right, right, right. what can you do in six seconds? You know, it's like, but they want to see the end card. They want to see the talent, the happy, you know, like, it's just like, so you got to really think through, and that's where the robotic arms are great, because it's like, you could do a one-shot that's super cool, where it's just like, oh, you see the thing, you pull back, you saw the person, you see the space, and then boom, you're in the end card. Like, it's just like, and I love the one-shot, because like, once I'm coming from still photography originally, like, video editing was really foreign to me. It's just like, oh, wait, I got to cut to this, and I got, oh, wait, it has to be this far off, and that, why are those not cutting together right, and all that, like, I'm still learning that, honestly, I feel like every day, you know? Everybody's um, are you kidding me? But a one-shot, you know what that's going to look like. <laughs> it's great. And you don't need to edit. <laughs> do, where does it, do, so where does it start for you? Is it the movement of the look or is it the motion of the subject first? Like, where do you start? Always the subject first. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, let's say you're pouring a Pepsi glass in uh, a bottle into that. You want to get that right first. So we usually we have another little robot that does our pours. It's our, you know, <laughs> he hits the bottle hard, that robot. Um, and then, so we got to get that right. Because if that's not right and we have to change it, then why do the camera move yet? You know, so we get that right, make sure it's going to pour right, not spill everywhere and whatever. And then it's like, oh, then I know I could actually go frame by frame as that's going this way. I know the camera could do this. And we program the camera so precisely to the movement. So it's so fun. I feel like if I got that, so involved in a setup, I'd be like, what else can I shoot with this exact setup and oh, keep yeah. on using it? That would be nice, but it never, It'll yeah, never happens, it was right? always different. Each bottle is different. Each, you know, because even like the shape of a bottle will like glug air differently. And, and how many ants do you guys get in your studio <laughs> from all that soda flying uh, everywhere? We're, we're pretty good about cleaning up afterwards, <laughs> but, but actually COVID was a horrible thing. We had just done this shoot with like hundreds of gallons of maple syrup. It was like, it was like <laughs> corn, corn syrup. Right before the COVID shutdown, and we had it like full, and it was Are like a shoot there? that like super overtime. We were done at like midnight. It was like a super late day, and like it was like literally like two days later, we were like closing down, and it was like we had cleaned up mostly, but like we, we hadn't really cleaned up, and people weren't back in the studio. So it's like we came back after a couple months or whatever, and it was just like, oh, cockroaches. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't get that. Side that was of the, the old studio. We left them behind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but with COVID, was there any thought to maybe like, well, I am using robotic arms. Could I just work uh, for a longer project time as a single person? With I did. That? I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing, too. So I could pretty much do almost every job on set. I don't want to. Listen to this me, ego. Do you feel the ego? Let me, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, clarify. I, don't, I, don't I, I did not enjoy this, but I did it to survive during COVID. But yeah, I did yeah, shoots yeah. where it was just me. Uh, with phantom and flame effects and burger flips and like all this stuff shooting at my house upstate like literally by myself and then um, then we got into like two people me and a stylist to do all the beverage styling and whatever we did like a national Budweiser campaign that was like on TV all over the country that was just like literally me and a stylist and then we got up to like four people so it was like me a robot operator the effects person and a stylist and with four people we did a lot and it was the same thing exactly what you said yeah. instead of it being a one day shoot it was a three day shoot yeah, yeah. yeah so like which was actually so nice. I bet. It was so nice. I bet. Because it's like you have time to think and like, oh, react and like, versus you just got to go like when we're shooting for real. It's like, I mean, like do you this, the shot has an hour. Do like, you miss the older times where you were like, had more leeway and kind of the old breathing times room? with more people would have been great. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's crazy. So 
Where, where do we, where, what's next for this kind of thing? Do you think that it's going to get to a point where the cost of doing it practically might might inhibit and they start bringing in things like AI and CGI? Even if it's a different medium, yeah, yeah, the yeah, brand yeah. is the client, right, and right. they have to decide which, which right. way to go. I mean, I think for better or worse, clients, at least at the level that we're working with them, are so specific about oh, yeah? how their stuff looks. Like, I mean, I think for their website, e-com, like little pictures, like I think... AI for better or worse is it to come for like the lowest grade still photography first and it's going to try to make its way up but we're pretty high up there on that totem pole so I think we have quite a, a, a ways and I think where we want to leverage AI the most is with the LED wall to build the worlds for us so like still the real thing we're shooting the real stuff in the foreground but instead of having to hire an unreal guy for like a day to like build the world I could be like oh hey AI make me a living room oh no purple whatever like mm. add another lamp make it warmer make it you know so like I would love to have that discussion and be able to put it in words and a prompt of like the room I want and then like be able to move around it and then like, set that up and then shoot. Because um, then you can react to stuff a little quicker. Uh, but Unreal is pretty cool too, honestly. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. Dude, where do you think we are right now with AI? Are you, it's got such a long way to go, I think. It's got a long way to go. And never mind the lawsuits that we have to wait to see what happens with Getty and all these other lawsuits as far as like, yeah. So no, I think... You know, just like there's a reason, you know, why we don't have flying cars so far, because we can't <laughs> trust people that much enough with this stuff. You know, they're going to cry like grandma's like, oh, whoops. And I we grandma can't even blew get, up. Yeah. We can't even get yeah. self-driving cars down exactly. on the ground. Exactly. To work so with. I think AI, as amazing as it is, I think is an amazing tool to help us be more efficient and like versioning edits and doing all sorts of kind of cool stuff that it could do for us. Um, and I say absolutely get involved with that. But I think as it as the primary content creator, I think it has kind of a ways to go there. Yeah. You know? How many yeah. years would you say you think it's got... I mean, it's going... So, I feel like it's going so fast. It did, and then it's like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> well, chat GPD! Yeah. Well, people thought mm -hmm. high of it at first. Yes, yes. And then it was like, oh, wait, wait a second. It's just this. Because sometimes when you look at... When you talk to chat GPT, it's kind of like just a personable Google search. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, if they could teach it to speak client speak then I think we're in trouble. Oh, like, yeah. When the client's like, more delicious. It's like, ChatGPT doesn't know what it means that when in relation to a meatball falling towards, you know, pasta sauce. But I do, <laughs> you know, like maybe. Um, Listen, when we're batteries to those machines, they will know exactly yeah. what that tastes like. But I think we got a solid, you know, 10 years at least ahead before we'll, I, I'm worried. Uh, so Dead Pixel Necromancer, he's a longtime follower. Uh, where can someone start if they want to get into this? I, you got to start. You like you said, you probably have to get on those sets as an assistant. Yeah, I mean, it's. I say it's, and people get really like into the uh, engineering side of it first, but that's not where you start. You know, like it's really the creative, right? You're a filmmaker. You're, mm -hmm. you're a storyteller first and foremost. You know, like so. I say. If you haven't done it, go to film school or, you know, start making films with whatever camera, your phone, your, whatever you have and learn how to edit those together and lo learn how to kind of do some cool shots. Start playing with a slow-mo mode on your phone because 240 frames is pretty cool for a lot of stuff. Um, and get that right first. Use what you have today and just get started because so many people are like, oh, until I have the robot in the arm. Like, I didn't have any of that stuff when I started. You know, I started with my 5D Mark II and a, a Kessler crane slider and like that was my motion control. You know, like, <laughs> my you train know. set was my so, dolly. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then as you want to get more advanced, then yes, I think getting access to the shoots, like the shoots that we do at the garage or whatever, and being a PA or being an, a, a rigging assistant or, you know, lighting assistant, whatever it is, and kind of get that and, and follow your passion, right? Because right. obviously, 
obviously there's so many areas to what we do between the effects, the robotics, the, you know, like, so, and once again, I hire people to do each of those special things, right? So I'm not hiring somebody that wants to do all those things. Well, we also have so many tools at our disposal. I mean, last night I was using a magnetic camera on my shirt to get B-roll, right? Like, you could, you, we, we have these things for not a lot of money for what they're giving you. And it's really up to you to kind of maximize and exploit the technology with what, what you have available. And then once you understand the concept and you're trying to get somewhere, then you think about what other tools you got to add into it. Then where are those tools? Then how do I get to the people right. that can teach me to use those tools better? Yeah. And it's, you really, it's really up to you to get the momentum, but it has to start somewhere. And it was, it's not going to start for anyone anywhere, but with yourself. Yeah. So yeah. you got to kind of want to do it and get creative with it. And you can self-publish. So let's say I did what yeah. you said with my phone. Yeah. I can put on Instagram and be like, hey, yeah. I did this. Next thing you know, someone locally has a restaurant. I want that kind of a look. Right. That's a job. Yeah. And you get going. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, you got to start somewhere and, you know, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. We make mistakes. Yes, there is. You should be perfect. Yeah. No, yeah. get no, hard yeah. on yourself. I mean, we, you know, robot, <laughs> robot smash. Yeah, we, we make mistakes, you know. How like, expensive have been those mistakes? Actually, not as bad as they could have been. Yeah, <laughs> lenses, lenses more than, uh, yeah, you didn't know there's some brands that make disposable lenses? No? Uh, yeah. well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every lens is disposable if you hit it hard enough. Yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> um, he's giving me this look. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, it's and I think the the creative process is an important part, right? Like, it's creative first. Like, you're gonna, I'm gonna look back at work I made a year ago and be like, yeah, I could have made it better, you know. So, like, a be proud that you made new work and you're out there and making new work and pushing yourself, but also realize it is the journey, not the end result here, right? Like, there is no end. Like, as far as I see it, like, you're just gonna keep going. You're just gonna keep getting better. So when people say, what's next? It's like, the next thing, I don't know. It's like, we're gonna keep, the next job is gonna take all the skills I've learned to date and learn how to now apply them in an even better way. It's not just know? skills, it's perspectives, right? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes Everything. it's yeah. just like, oh, I didn't yeah. think of it that way. Yeah. Oh, and, and I'm sure that you're always thinking of things in an end result. Like, I, I mean, the fact that you shoot upside down and then flip it and go, you have to get that vision. You yeah. have to kind of flex that muscle a little yeah. bit. And I don't think uh, people, you don't naturally think like that, most right. people, you know what I mean? Yeah, and well, some people do, and it's like they should leverage that, you know? And I think some amazing people that get into the type of work that I do come from CGI, right? Because like, there, oh. no, there are no rules in CGI, but then you're also limited by like, oh, you have to make it all fake and whatever it is. But like, to have that understanding creatively of like how to tell stories in an infinite world where there's no rules, mm. but then you start to come to Earth and do it for real, but it's kind of, it lets you at least, it's like the engineer and the scientist. I don't know if you know this kind of relationship, right? So like the scientist is like, let's go to the moon, you know? And the engineer's like, like, we can't do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> do and, the do it? and the scientist is like, no, come on, you know, whatever. How do you think about this? And then they're like, oh, let me look into it. And then like, you're at the moon, right? Uh, so like, it's, that's the creative side has to always be driving the technical side, right? So don't get, if you get too caught up in one side, they're not going to move together, right? Well, like, I, I can I, I can absolutely relate to all this. My father's an engineer. Okay. And I'm, so is my father. I'm a creative. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm, I've, he has never once said to me, like, well, why do you want to do that? He'll just go, how can I achieve that if you want to do this? And I've learned a lot from him technically, but I think he's also pushed himself as an engineer going, like, oh, <laughs> that someone would want to do something like this. So how can I make this, you know, I learned a lot about physics and inertia <laughs> and like weight balance. Friction. Forget about all stuff. Um, so uh, one thing I wanted to actually ask you was because you're doing such crazy stuff, pushing such um, the limits of everything, 
even you just said you made your custom lights. Yeah. Have you ever been asked or tried to consult with brands to develop the next set of gear? Because I feel like someone else might want those liquid cold lights one day. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> you you said it earlier in the show, niche, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the challenge, right? The brands are mostly interested in mass market, right? Like, and I think. They're catching up, you know, like back when I started making my own custom lights, like the, you know, a hundred watt LED was the brightest thing you could buy. It was like an aperture 100C or whatever it is. Like, that is nothing. You know, yeah, now it's nothing, <laughs> right? Now they have the 2400s or whatever it is, 2600s. So they're catching up. And yeah, Nanlux, we've we've had them buy our space and other places as well, like as far as like, but like they they don't see what we're doing as a necessity for most people you know <laughs> and i think eventually it will catch up and i think you'll have a, you know 12000 watt led as a standard thing which is actually this, this new thing that we're building is the next chip is 12k yeah but led I don't, think, I don't think it's the power i think it's efficiency like they're trying to make right. the power supply smaller the right. heat less right. The, right. the stability cuz right. also that's another One thing flicker is a, that's what i was going to say yeah. the, not only do you have flicker but you could have fluctuation in temperature values yeah. In that crazy thousand frames per second, <laughs> yeah. you could have a dip, and then you're you're stuck with a frame that's right. a little more orange, right? Yeah. Something yeah. like or or forget it, a thousand. Like we shoot some stuff at fourteen thousand frames a second, like the Phantom Onyx, which is like insane camera. You can't even buy it; you can only rent it. Um, and it's just like our lights are flicker free through. Like we test it up to hundred thousand frames a second. Like it's like they're science lights, basically. You know <laughs> what? Yeah. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. There's DC power, basically. It's, oh, it's oh, full, oh, it's oh. full direct DC. current. Yeah. I mean, they're power supplies that are converting AC to it, but they're like science grade. Like, are you like all one to twenty volt in your space? Yeah, we have three phase. Yeah. For for everything yeah because like yeah no i mean we you know because before these lights you had hmi which also needed a lot of power the summer blackout was yeah. because of this yeah guy. exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey pepsi needs this commercial yeah. by thursday sorry for you yeah. <laughs> con head goals you and goes like steve um, steve what are you doing steve? but yeah but no but like when you're dealing with gaffers that haven't done high speed stuff a lot of times like i'm like are you sure that light's gonna work? Because once again, we don't shoot everything in my space. We don't shoot everything with my lights. Sometimes I have to travel and go different places. I'm going to Mexico maybe for a job in a few weeks. And it's like, like we have to, it's like a very important part of the process. Because if we show up and it's like, yeah, we have the power, but it's like flicker, blah, 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 blah. Like we're screwed, you know? So it is a really tra tricky thing in 2024 right. to get all your lights to not be flickering, you know? Yeah, I, I do, because now we're in an age where we just heard about global shutter and stuff yeah. like that. I am yeah. wondering, Will the light, will the technology of lights get to a place where we don't really need the camera technology to get there? Like one of them has to get there before well, the other. ISOs going up definitely helps too, I, right? Yeah. ISOs like, is a weird thing. I don't think people yeah. realize that. It's like, it's basically fake. Yeah. Like well, it, you're, you're just stressing yeah. out the sensor <laughs> and a hundred ISO on one camera is different right. than a hundred ISO on another camera sometimes. And even in the same brand, same models. Right. Because there's circuitry is based on you know it's like it's right. so deep the <laughs> it's rabbit zeros hole, and ones man it's zeros and ones it just does, yeah. but you were working at such yeah. a level that it's yeah. it would I drive him crazy <laughs> on my macro level of things uh -huh. you are like this I yeah, I can't yeah. even imagine yeah. have you ever just like just lost it you just like there's it's it's not it's out of your hands the technology's not there for you uh -huh. if you just like just thrown against well, the light, wall. light has been the biggest challenge sometimes where it's just like oh shit like we you know we're maxing the iso as much as we can and you're you're having to shoot at f16 whatever it is and it's just brutal so you what know? do you do about noise when something is so detailed as what you're doing it's still pretty good i mean the, the phantom is a pretty i mean you're paying a hundred thousand dollars for this camera right like it's a pretty damn good sensor on it you know and then it's actually protects your shadows really good which is great um but yeah i mean it's just lighting is tends, tends to be the most painful part, you know. <laughs> but but then it's also like being real too. Like, okay, wait, how long is this actually going to play back in the final edit? 
do I need a thousand frames? Is 400 frames enough? Is 240 frames? So a lot of it, a lot of people, when they first get a fan zone, they're like, everything, a thousand frames, here we go. <laughs> but then like you find you're killing yourself for no reason. So we tend to like actually switch like this shot is at 360. This shot's at 480 frames. This one's at 800. This is, you know, because then like only use as much light as you need to and only use as much f-stop as you need to also. But yeah, but but to a lot of people, they don't realize the difference from like 480 frames to a thousand frames is twice the light right like one stop at that point so if you were using your aperture 1200 and like oh this is great or your Natlinx 1200 it's like oh now you need two of them to go down one, go one more stop well, up well yeah. this frame rate then there's shutter <laughs> yeah oh yeah. shutter angle yeah. rather yeah but it still affects it's yeah. you will see if you ever work in slow motion like even like remotely to close to what he's doing the light lot the loss of light is so drastic yeah, yeah. and then you're gonna throw in a aperture of 14 <laughs> it's like i can't even imagine yeah. you know and you know you know how, how often do you have to deal with audio like no, ever, right? never. Yeah, 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 can you yeah, imagine yeah, if that yeah. variable starts coming into your yeah, brain yeah forget about you know, it's it it's too loud in our space we're like yeah you put audio over the top you'll replace the audio oh yeah. my gosh no sometimes we'll do some things some moments i mean we don't have talent honestly that much either you know we're we're generally working with things and hand models more than anything else than we are dealing with actual reactions and people and stuff. Yeah, well, I think you're not you're you're trying to find the character in an inanimate, yeah. which is probably like the harder part of things. Sometimes it's good. They, they show up on time. They, you know, <laughs> no hair and makeup time necessary. Yeah, yeah. If we get to eat it sometimes. Uh, so we got a bunch of questions. Having the robots do. Do you want any downtime? Have a little phone. Oh, do you have any phone with the robots? We do. We do. They're, they're do you make very, them fight like rock em, sock em? Yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> Just we say put, yes. Don't, say don't yes. arm the robots, does it? No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, we've put like katana blades and had them slice through fruit and stuff on them. Yeah. Um, and then actually for our Christmas party, we have one that's the wine pouring robot. That, oh, you know, he, you, with a little button, you could push red or white wine and it'll just like pick up the bottle. And it, we, have, we have a robotic hand that put on. You know, that was a huge thing, thing at yeah. CES. was yeah. like, look, a robotic bartender. He's been yeah doing it since yeah. every <laughs> at least a while five years yeah exactly um oh. but uh yeah no the robots what's funny we our robots actually have like the life because most of these robots were designed for car factories and like industrial oh. they work 24 hours a day seven days a week uh, and ours works for like five minutes a day you know so you're like the schindler's <laughs> list of robots <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. uh there's a question how did you build your first agency or client partnership how would you recommend Earning agency trust to break into F and B space. Is that you? Yeah, Did you write that in the chat? Yeah, He's holding his phone and nodding his yeah. head. So I'm like, uh -huh. this guy in the yeah. chat. <laughs> uh, well, I started in still photography, right? So I, you know, graduated from RIT in Rochester, New York as a still photographer, advertising photography. I moved to New York City, I assisted other photographers, and then I made relationships with uh, you know clients there, and then I started shooting for magazines and catalogs, and I did the whole still photography thing for 10 years. Um, and then I moved into this. So I already had a kind of a baseline for me of some of those agency relationships and all that stuff. Um, but agencies are hard. I, I think you really need to have a voice on your Instagram, your social media, your YouTube, whatever it is, your TikTok. Um, and that was huge for us. Like yeah. when my Instagram blew up, my work blew up. Like it was really together well you know? you, your stuff is built for like social it, it, it like, really people is. like whoa yeah, it's yeah. all like the fun bts yeah. in microseconds yeah. like it's built for yeah i social. joke i put like somebody was like you got to get a tiktok this is like years ago and i'm like oh, okay whatever and I, so i put one video on tiktok i left it there never didn't check in for like a month came back and had 10 million views it was just like wow and i was like let me put more <laughs> so now i actually have more followers on tiktok than i have on instagram but yeah it's a different algorithm too but but once again learn the new thing like is it the new twitter whatever whatever it is like find 
find a way to stand out from the crowd because there's basically three sides to what I do. There's the business side in marketing, there's the creative side, and there's the technology side. Mm. Like, and those, those are like sliding scales and like some months I'm doing more of those, I'm concentrating on more of those, and some months I'm doing more business stuff, some months I'm doing more like creative stuff, and sometimes I'm just like diving into technical stuff. So, yeah. but you need like all three because if you're just creative and technical but you have no business side, you're not gonna be in business. If you have all business, but you have nothing to sell because you're not creative, whatever, then you're not gonna have that. So it's really those three, you need to be aware of what you're doing and uh, put time into each of them. You know? Well, if you're gonna make it a career and you have a, career. a yeah. crew of people that depend on you for their livelihood, yeah. like you've gotta be, yeah. it's yeah. a business, man. It is it's a business, it is. man. And, and agencies come and go, so you have to keep those relationships, but those people that leave agencies go somewhere else and start their own agencies. Right. So like any yeah. other part of this industry, relationships are the most important thing if you want to keep longevity. The people business. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. You know, and I, then, yeah. And as, as they grow too, like you, you learn, you meet like a junior producer, then 10 years later, hey, they're the executive producer and like they're hiring you. So it's like keeping those relationships, get, do them favors for them if you can. Well, you know. How has the work changed as we've grown in platforms? So instead of just doing like, I need a horizontal for this, now they're asking for verticals. Now they're <sighs> asking for different deliverables for different platforms, I'm sure. Have you had to learn the platforms? Like what's been oh, going on? Oh, I do. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody should know. Like yeah. if, you're making, if you're making content that's going to go on these places, you need to understand those places. Because yeah. like, oh, it's like, oh, I, I'll pitch to a client be like, oh, for social, I think this should be like a slideshow, a carousel, or this should be, you should do it this way. Cause like carousel, this would be a great, you never had to say that before right <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this, this could be a great story and then we'll do the stories back to back and you'll see them build or whatever. So it's like, you need to understand where they're going. Cause that's going to, they're going to be like, wait, this other guy shoots really cool stuff, but this guy gets what we're trying to do. Right. You know, right, like right. I think that's the way to stand out. Well, as you're well. speaking a language at the end of the day. Yep. Yep. And it's part of the business side of things, you know? <laughs> oh, David Duchovny was a hand model in Zoolander, wasn't he? He was like yeah. the only uh, smart model. Yeah. Oh, the chat's talking about uh -huh. that. Oh my exactly. gosh. Um, and then, you know, once again, as far as getting into the business, like it, it's a, it's a, I always say it's like planting seeds and watering it, right? Like it's not like you're not going to break in overnight. You know, it's like, like you're going to put the seed, you're going to water it every day, which is you just doing a little work towards your end goal, whatever that is. No, like this it, seems like a massive long game. And, and it's a long a game and, and trees take a long time to grow, you know, and some make fruit, some might not, some might take 10 years. Some make, so like you're planting a lot of seeds, you're watering them every day. I feel like you could retire you know. from even doing commercial work and just start a YouTube channel, just <laughs> breaking down fun shots. Yeah, uh, we could. We and could then this one's sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> and then now they're your sponsor rather than your client. There you go. More I, time I, to mess around. Honestly, that'd be awesome. There's there's, de there's YouTube channels I watch that are dedicated just to slow mo video, and that's where I learned so much about like how much light loss there is. Uh huh. Yeah. And yes, I, yes. it's it's um even if you're never gonna do it, it's just you can apply the concepts to things you're doing. Oh, for sure. If you're doing like vanilla stuff, you know. Yeah. Not to yeah. use like a punny term for <laughs> this one, but it is what it is. If you guys have any questions in that chat, let us know. We're hitting the time so much, but man, it's it's got there's got to be like no boring day for you. Oh, there's boring days. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because once again, there's the business stuff where you're doing yeah. admin and setting up our 401k and our whatever. And there's like, oh, two employees are like getting not getting along. Like you need a manager. That's, that's what you need. Well, that's the thing. I am the CEO. I am the director. I'm you know like there's a lot. I wear a lot of hats. And you know so there's the days where that it's really boring. But then the days where it's not is really fun. yeah. It's really fun. You know. And like, there's nothing better than like, ah, oh, we built up to this, we tested whatever, and you like nailed it. And it was like, oh, the client's still like, holy shit. Like, you know, just my favorite is like, we, because we do a lot before we even show the client where we are at on a shoot day. You know, it's like, oh, it's not ready yet. I don't want to show them. You know, then we're just like, okay, it's ready. Here we go. And they're just like, blown away. 
great, we're done. Like next shot, like oh. you know, which is crazy when you get that, you know. Yeah. Or like if I had to pick and choose something, and that's where it also gets really fun because like then they might push you a little further in a way that I didn't even think about. Like, oh, but what if you had four strawberries and well, you know, like whatever it is, <laughs> you know, the and, fourth strawberry, yeah. Fernando. Or if you, there's wind blowing the other way. And no, like art directors will yeah. do that to yeah. you. Sometimes yeah. they're in a different wavelength, and they're like, well, what if this looked like this? And like, oh. Okay, cool. And a lot of times, art directors drive me crazy. Like, <laughs> all right, I got it. Let me just get to work here. A good one is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're you're connecting yes. and you're gotten like yes. you're getting to an end. But when you're they are in like a different. You hired the wrong guy for this. Sometimes, like, <laughs> yo, I, I think there should be a lot more blood in this, and uh, I might not be the guy for this. You know, um, who has impacted your career, and who do you look up to? Oh man, I find inspiration everywhere. I mean, I think uh, trying to think about who. I, like I just love movies in general. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. even as a still photographer, like I was like I love still photographers and the Avedons and the you know Irving Pens and all that stuff. But um, just going to see a great movie and it's like that the way Look, my brain starts firing up after. I know like, it yeah. started off for you. Yeah. The dice shot in Casino from, <laughs> from Scorsese. Yeah, 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 I know yeah, that was the yeah, shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah. It blew my brain. Like, how you know, did they really do cool. these dice? That's yeah. like, it was forever. Jaws. I mean, Jaws, like yeah. whatever. I mean, there's just so many just movies that like bring this feeling right because like i have to bring feeling to the food and to the interaction and the ritual we call it of like eating this thing drinking this thing whatever it is so it's just like anything that gives me a feeling through the camera the lighting the angles the sound like you know and i learned a lot especially from movies on sound design and stuff like that like oppenheimer was like the sound design on that was like super cool never yeah. mind the visuals too um so no i'm always like out of galleries or out at movies and and you know it's fun because it's like I need to always be refreshing my brain with new creative ideas or the aisles of Home Depot, you know, like, oh, that's an interesting shape thing. I don't know what that's used for. But like if I put liquid through that, what would it do? You know, so Brooklyn yeah. dollar stores, you'll yeah. be surprised what things just strike you to go like, you know what? Oh, no, you got to go upstate to the dollar stores, you know, like, what? yeah, they got a lot better deals for, you know, a dollar. Man, I can get a wheelchair at a dollar <laughs> store in Brooklyn. I'm just saying, like, I got a snow machine from a dollar store in Brooklyn. It was just soap flying everywhere. But still, I got a snow machine. So I'm just saying. Hey, there you go. eBay. Oh, eBay, though. Ebay, yeah. Huge eBay person. Yeah. Like, even our LED wall we bought used on eBay. It's crazy. You can find anything on eBay. Would you trust it, though? A it's used great. LED yeah, wall? it's great. It How big is the wall? 10 feet by 20 feet. You trust that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that wasn't our first. Our first one was a test one that was smaller. It was just like six feet by eight feet. And then we upgraded. That wasn't on eBay, but it was still a used wall. Wow. Yeah. I feel like there's some things I'm just like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know enough about it that if something went wrong, I'd be like. Sure. And sure. you don't know the mileage on sure. something like that. Not right. to put some stuff in your head that's right. going to make you freak out looking yeah. at pixels on yeah. this thing. But Well, I'm like, turn it on. I want to make sure all the pixels work. And, and, like, and you talk to them and be like, oh, if they're they're not good, you're going to repair them or give me my money back or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. And uh, I think it's just getting crazier and crazier. You go to Times Square and look at what we're doing for signage. Uh-huh. It's that's, just. That's, yes, I got some stuff up over there. Or have you seen what's going on with light? They're basically making them into low-res screens now. So the pixels are like yeah. this big, mm -hmm. and you'll have a scene on it, and that's what's reflecting yeah, I, on a subject. Image-based lighting, yeah. Amazing. No, we're playing with that a lot now because of uh, the, the quasars. Stuff. Quasars, the Kino Mimic we played with as well. Um, and also just even things like Vortex 8s. And, you know, like you don't need – like 
yes, if you're trying to get like a fireplace reflection or something really clear on somebody's glasses or something, but for the most part, you don't need that many pixels, but pixels are amazing, and that's where DMX technology intertwined with Unreal and all that stuff gets really fun. DMX is like forever old. It's like so it's, old, it's but so like we're still pushing it with you know ACN and Artnet and all the new kind of cool <laughs> things. Like we're actually literally putting in like network switches into our studio to like plug lights in through Ethernet, so we can just control everything. How Ethernet. big is your studio? Ten thousand square feet. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like you're going to have a more. shark tank in there. I in a need minute. more. Yeah. There you guys. Yeah, you always need more. Yeah. Well, I don't think people realize it's not just the gear and just the set. He needs room for the movements too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then also the protection of the area and stuff like yeah. that. So and the kitchen, and we have the workshop, and the uh, CNC needs its own room. Like it's just yeah, it's, we want a laser cutter, and like I don't have room to put it. Like we'll see. You know, I always you know I see all your stuff with the plastic. Have you thought of putting in a room that you could just like have a sprinkler system to wash it down? Well, we have a floor drain. That was one mandate when we designed the studio was like the, 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 like the shooting space needs to have a floor drain in it. So you just hose it down? So we could hose it down if we squeegee need to. Squeegee it out? Yeah, 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 exactly. And at least tr put hoses to drain stuff I have squeegeed yeah. many of floors in yeah. my life. But my is. old space, my old space <laughs> on 36th Street, like we did this shoot with like a, this huge water tank we built. It was eight feet by eight feet. Like you're talking about like an aquarium thing and it was like 5,000 gallons of water or something like that and it was just like if this thing breaks I'm screwed because we're on the 12th floor like it was like <laughs> like how much weight did that even be it like, was like I had to calculate it it was okay the floor load was all right yeah wow so, yeah. but you learn around random things like floor load you call the rest things. of the building yeah. be like don't come in Tuesday yeah. and then you go do this shoot are you kidding me man eight yeah. by eight think about it this way a background paper is about yeah. eight and a half to nine feet right yeah. Think that and cute. And it was like two feet deep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we learned about the distilled water thing on that one, too. So we had to, like, run out and get, like, yeah. It was crazy. Do you hawk any of these, like, robotics company to see what they're up to? And, like, those robotic dogs that look way too lifelike <laughs> that freak you out? Like, do you, do you hawk that? The dynamic kind of? stuff is really yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I'm always looking at everything. And I think trade shows are really fun for that. Honestly, I love going to trade shows. Yeah. It's just, like, even if it's not, like... It's like, oh, manufacturing trade shows, which is all industrial stuff, because it's like, because I'm always like, how do I repurpose something that exists for a shoot versus having to make it from scratch? Because like, we make a lot of stuff from scratch, but it's a lot easier to like leverage something that already exists that's right. already put effort into making well. So, and that's the thing. If somebody else made six thousand watt LED lights that were liquid, I wouldn't make them. I would just buy them. You know, right? Um, so. Always looking at new stuff. I always go to, out to NAB in Vegas every year to yeah, see so what do like, we. Yeah. all the people are doing out in the broadcast world. And, you know, that like, MRM stuff. Yeah, yeah, MRM. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's in town, and you get to meet with. And that's the thing. It's the people thing, right? Too, right? Like, because it's, it's like, hey, I was doing a shoot. I need this. You talk to the manufacturers, you know. And sometimes you get surprised by like how much they want to help you out, which is great, you know. Like with the LED wall stuff, like we made some connections there that were like really great as we dove into like trying to get it to work at 240 frames, which is like a really a stretch. You is know, there any community to your side of the industry? Like, it's so niche. Is there like another robotics guy? Like, hey, I'm trying to do this, man. <laughs> Have you done this before? Like, is there a community in there? the robot side? Yes. Yeah. So, like, Mark Roberts Motion Control that makes the robots that we use, um, they have over probably 200 robots around the world. So there's actually a group WhatsApp chat for all the operators. No way. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're having a problem, you're like, oh my God, it's not working. And they're like, did you plug it in? Does you it know, feel like, like yeah. the Illuminati? Yeah. Like you're in this, you're this yeah. like group chat? Like, yeah. That's and then every year amazing. now we, we actually sponsor, we actually host uh, a summit here in our studio where they all fly in like a bunch, like we had like 80 people last year, like all the most advanced robot operators in the world. And we all come together to share information. It's actually really great. It's like a really great community of people um, that kind of are there to try to make motion control just better and bigger and like because once again we want it to be more 
like re reachable for everyday people and it will eventually get there as right. the things get cheaper and more easy to, to use and less dangerous with like <laughs> you know the 2000 pound robot moving you know at you know 6 meters a second or whatever well yeah. it feels like a uh, a field that's constantly pioneering like yeah. they're just trying to figure out the next and the next and the yeah. next yeah. I, that's that's awesome man yeah Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, we uh, we just blew uh, through an hour, bro. Yeah, just easily. Yeah, um, let's start again. Well, you, yeah. you talk a lot. Get the dude. pizza. Get the, the pizza. Do the robots not talk to you enough? What is this? Am they I don't. the only they human don't. you've seen? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> cool, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this chat. You know, we're always live Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on Adam TV. If you want to check out a bunch of his ridiculousness, <laughs> check out his Instagram. Check out his TikTok. His stuff is like built for social. And if you, when it comes up on your feed. It's a nice break. I'll tell you that. You're just like, what? Whoa. And then you get to see the final result, which is even cooler. Uh, if you're interested in any of this kind of stuff, you know, there's a lot of channels out there to check it out. But like you said, just get going. Figure it out. Get yourself busy and going. I want to thank, uh, who do we got? Small Rig. We all like Small Rig, right? Thanks for uh, sponsoring this. I think thank I, you, Small I, I don't Rig. know one person in this game that hasn't had one thing Small Rig in their kit yep. to some degree. I'm sure there's like a tiny micro arm you needed for something stupid, and they had it. Yep. Yep, mount a thing to the thing to somehow hold the thing. Yeah, it's, it's great. It, yeah. It's nerd erector set. Like, it's what <laughs> it is. Which is like our life, yeah. <laughs> it is our life. And Gotham, thanks so much for the coffee. We'll Ooh. see you on the other block. Cheers, man. Thanks so much Cheers. for joining Thank me, you. man. Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Don't forget to check out the Adorama Events YouTube channel. I was live last night shooting for my life in here. Go check out my demo from last night on the new Adorama Events YouTube channel. It's new. You're not subscribed to it. I promise you that. Go check it out. My name is Seth Miranda. This is Steve. And uh, oh, wait. I have way too many oh, boy. things up. Ah, I'm uh, hitting the wrong button. See, I can't oh, do your no. job. I can never All do right, your job. Sign off. Leave now. Leave now. <laughs> Later, guys. Peace. Right, bye.